Hello, and welcome to This Thing Called Life, a podcast dedicated to sharing stories about acts of giving, kindness, compassion, and humanity. Your host, Andy Johnson, will introduce you to powerful stories about organ, eye, and tissue donation from individuals, families, and healthcare teams whose experiences will inspire you and remind you that while life is hard, unpredictable, and imperfect, it's also beautiful. We are so happy you're here. Now, let's join the show. Hi, everyone. This is Andy Johnson, host of This Thing Called Life, and I hope you are doing well. Well, the month is finally here. I'm so excited. It's National Donate Life Month, and we will be giving a whole lot of great information to you throughout the month so that you can learn about the powerful gift that is organ, eye, and tissue donation. I have two amazing guests with me today, and we're going to talk about kidney health and an exciting new project that is being launched to shine a bright light, a very necessary bright light on kidney disease and prevention. And I have a few big asks of you. Will you join us and be a part of this interconnected life-sustaining community by registering to be an organized tissue donor? And will you make the commitment to become more educated or just learn more about living donation and championing the donation cause? I'm going to share a powerful truth with you today about donation. And this is something that I've heard over and over again, particularly in communities of color. So I just want to put this out here. No doctor will ever, ever kill you for your organs. Please let me say that again. No doctor or medical professional will kill you for your organs. In fact, no medical person even knows your donor status. And it's not until death has been declared that the potential for donation is even discussed. But you know what will kill you? High blood pressure, complications from diabetes, kidney failure, and other diseases that contribute to your kidneys shutting down which is why I'm super excited to have our guest with us today so we can talk more about this. But I encourage you to visit lifepassingon.org for more information. And as I've said, this platform is dedicated to diving into the truths about organized tissue donation because there's just simply a lot of misinformation out there. So we're going to deal with it. We're going to use this space and time together to create a better pathway to understanding and healing so that we know what donation is and what it isn't. And once we have this understanding, we can then do better for ourselves and our community. So with that, I want to welcome Shelly Green and Stephanie Jackson to the podcast. Hello, ladies. How are you? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Andy? I'm good. I'm good. It's so nice just to be together in this space. It's a little bit of a different capacity than how we know each other. So um, I appreciate you taking the time uh, to do this with us today. So, Shelly, let's start with you. Could you tell us about yourself and the project that you're part of in your organization? Yeah, so hi, everybody. I'm really glad to be here. As Andy said, I'm Shelly Sherman, and I am with the Cincinnati, Ohio chapter of the Lynx Incorporated. And with the Lynx, I serve as the chair for the Health and Human Services Facet Committee. Okay. 
And so there is, you just started or you were just awarded a grant. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So the Lynx Incorporated, which is a national, international organization, uh, was granted an award. Our central chapter was granted an award by Baxter International. And what the charge with that was to help increase the awareness of kidney health in the communities in which we live and primarily in the African-American community. So the Cincinnati, Ohio chapter was granted uh, or given a subgrant uh, of that. And so with that subgrant, we have been working really hard in the greater Cincinnati area to raise awareness in the community, to make sure people know where they are in terms of their GFR, which lets them know how well their kidneys are functioning and then what they can do to one, either maintain kidney health or uh, what they can do if they have if they find that they are in a situation where uh, their kidneys are failing, help connect them with resources so that they can maintain what kidney function that they have. And of course, encouraging people to uh, to see their physicians and develop that relationship with their physicians for ongoing overall health and in particular kidney health. So can you tell us a little bit about the Link organization? And sure. Kind of the because I'm sure there's many there are listeners out there that aren't familiar with it. And it's such a phenomenal organization doing amazing work like this. Thank you. So, yeah, as I mentioned, the Lynx organization, we were founded in 1946. Uh, we have chapters all um, across the United States and actually across the world. And so it is a an organization of women uh, committed to service in their communities. It is, you know, a, a, an organization founded on friendship, the premise of friendship, but also community service within our community and primarily in the African-American community. So we want to uplift and elevate people uh, who look like us by providing um, health information. We focus on uh, international trends. We focus on national trends. Uh, we focus on the arts and health and human services. And we also have a particular focus on a girls leadership academy here in Cincinnati. So our signature kind of our signature project here in Cincinnati is the girls leadership academy. Uh, we actually have a module coming up this Saturday talking about health. Actually, Stephanie is going to be one of our speakers uh, speaking from a nutrition standpoint. So we want to make sure, uh, again, that our community has awareness, our community is healthy, um, and that we help to elevate the citizens in our in our uh, respective communities. Uh, that's wonderful. That's, you know, this project that you're spearheading, I think, is definitely in alignment with with the values and, and goals of the Lynx organization. Why? So why did you why? Why kidney health? Why was that chosen? So kidney health, again, we were given we were given this grant. And so Baxter International has this focus on kidney health. However, one of the reasons that was it was really kind of near and dear to our hearts is because um, our chapter has been directly impacted by that. And recently, within the last 
um, about over a year ago, uh, lost a member uh, to uh, to kidney disease. And so for us, it was something that was very close and very personal. And so um, it was when when we had the opportunity to do this work, we were really excited about it because, you know, disproportionately, like so many things, success for us would look like a healthier community. Right. And so more people, because we can actually track, you know, the number of people that we've been able to touch with, you know, like screening. So how many people have actually done some screening and now as a result of the project that we're working on and now have a better awareness for where they may fall in in terms of their risk? factors. People that uh, have attended, like uh, Stephanie and I, we first met through a collaboration with Closing the Health Gap, where Closing the Health Gap and the Cincinnati chapter of the Lynx collaborated on a nutrition train, the trainer. Well, we know how many people attended those sessions and Stephanie was absolutely fabulous. So those are the people that can take this information back to their families, back to their communities. So we've been tracking the people that we've touched uh, through these various uh, venues. We've done things with the National Kidney Foundation. We've done, participated in some work with the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center in terms of overall health disparities, but in particular, touching on some of the health-related things. So for us, we had goals in mind uh, based off of this grant Uh, In terms of the number of people that we needed to touch, Uh, we had goals uh, based on the grant uh, with the number of partnerships, community partnerships that we needed to do. Part of the grant was that we needed to collaborate with at least one community partner. Uh, We had like five community partners that we worked with. So closing the health gap, uh, the Urban League, like I said, National Kidney Foundation, the Freedom Center, probably others that I didn't mention, but we were very uh, fortunate to be able to now be able to, to, you know, collaborate with so many. So the goals and metrics that we established through this grant is how we were able to measure our success. And on every single point, we exceeded uh, what we set out to do. So we're really super excited uh, about that. We were to at least touch 50 people so that they could take that information back to their families, back to their communities, and obviously know it for themselves. But we've been able to reach, you know, greater than 200 uh, people in in the things that we've been doing. So, and it's still continuing to go. Um, Our projects in and of themselves for this a particular program year have wrapped up, but we continue to find opportunities like this opportunity to do the podcast. Uh, we've had some other opportunities for podcast. Uh, we did a, a collaboration with the Queen City chapter of the Lynx as well. So even though technically this program year has wrapped up from a Black care perspective, um, our program year doesn't wrap up uh, until the end of May. So we've continued to just keep going with this education and we'll pick up with a lot of this when we start our next program year, which will start in September. No, I think that that's phenomenal. And I, the reach that you've had, um, I think it, it will have this ripple effect in that they'll take this information back. And like you said, share it with their families who will then share it with other people. And I think that's just 
that's so important um, in how we how we grow and learn. Yeah. You know, as a community. And these, you know, these podcasts, we don't know how many people these will touch, right? And this is this is our third podcast talking about it. So, you know, however many people the podcast touch, uh, but we know that we've been able to screen more than 200 people. We've, you know, been able to do a lot of things. So when I say that number, that's a very conservative number of people. Uh, we had 100 people, actually over 100 people that signed up for the train the trainer sessions. You know, some people came in for one session or another. Um, Some people actually got certified. Stephanie was able to certify them in uh, the nutrition train the trainer component. Mm -hmm. So again, when I say a couple hundred, that's very conservative because, you know, we hope people will continue to listen to the podcast and continue to do uh, some of the things and spread the word uh, in their communities. And now that people have certifications, hold those sessions in at their churches, at their, you know, their schools, wherever it is that they do. So hopefully it will just continue to catch fire and get bigger and bigger. Oh, I love that. I love that. So we talked a little bit about diet, Stephanie. What about our just overall physical fitness, health? How does that factor into the picture? Oh, I mean, 100%. Especially, you know, I always talk a lot about diet because what we put into our bodies really is what our body uses for fuel, energy, healing, for everything that we need. So whatever we're putting in is what our body's going to use. And if we don't put in things that our body can use, then our body is not going to have the be able to function the way it's supposed to, which is supposed to take in, get rid of what's not working and use what it can, what it can use. So it starts to hold on to those things that it shouldn't hold on to, um, which is like the sodium potassium, those things that don't, that are, if we have too much of, it starts to affect our organs. And so, you know, with the kidneys, that's its job is to filter all that out. So when you're taking in, you're not taking in nutrients, antioxidants, you know, foods that um, decrease um, inflammation, those are the foods that are going to help your body to heal. It's going to help your body to, you know, fruits and vegetables, things that can flush your body out so that you can have water. I mean, just your natural water. So allow your body to remove all the waste like it's supposed to. Um, and that also starts to affect all your systems then, not your skin. I mean, you can see on people's skin, your eyes. You can see in people's eyes when they're unhealthy. That's why when someone, you know, people have kidney disease or liver disease, things like that, you can see it in their eyes. You can see it in their skin. It affects, you know, their other waste systems. And so like even fitness, being able to move your body, build your muscle, create, you know, food is going to affect how that happens in your body too so you have people who like why well, work out and i do all these things but you don't see their bodies changing which is the exact reason why because your body still needs the food so i did have to i bought a list of a few foods that are really great for kidney function and really overall these are foods that i would recommend overall for overall health um so i'll share a few of those um number one cabbage cabbage is great it has fiber and I have to watch how we cook it. Let's be clear. Like these are foods that you're going to cook with low sodium seasonings that you're going to try to avoid extra oil. You're not going to use that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try to avoid the ham bone if we can, you know, put a little turkey in there. If you want a little flavor, there's also um, seasonings that's, uh, I forgot what it's called. I 
there's seasoning that tastes smoky, uh, liquid smoke. You can use that if you really want a smoky flavor. It's great, and, and you put a little bit of that in there. Um, cabbage is great. It helps to heal the kidneys, so it's one of the great kidney foods. Um, blueberries are fabulous. That's like blueberries, like to me, is like a mega food. Like blueberries are of antioxidants. They're good for healing. They help you urinate. They help your body to um, increase urination. Like. Blueberries are like they all they help with cognition. So <laughs> if you want superfood that you can eat, give me some blueberries. That's like my favorite. That's like if I'm gonna name my fruit that blueberries is gonna be it or blackberries. Let's see, they help your kidneys to work better. They're lower in phosphorus and potassium, but blueberries is your fruit. Garlic, if you want to season your food up. Use some garlic. Garlic is also great for um, decreasing inflammation. It has vitamin C, vitamin um, B6, manganese. Um, so it's a great alternative for your seasoning. So if you want to decrease your sodium, you can add more garlic, which is overall great for your heart and your kidneys. So, you know, if your partner doesn't like garlic, well, um, <laughs> you might have to add some breath mints. <laughs> <laughs> but you can also you can decrease yourself by adding in garlic i love garlic and i'm so glad my husband does too <laughs> olive oil is a great alternative for your canolas um the thing with olive oil that i always warn people that is that it doesn't it's not you shouldn't use it at a too high of a heating point so you can also use things like avocado oil or um i'm trying to think the one grapeseed oil those are two other options that are really good options but those also prevent damage to your um to your cells and they're also healthy fats which your body does need fats it just needs healthy fats because it helps everything stay lubricated and working well in all facets say nothing else <laughs> uh, another great option is skinless chicken breasts um, the skin has more sodium in it so skinless chicken breasts are a great option they have good protein because your kidneys need high quality protein um, that's why sometimes when people have kidney failure they can't eat like really like it's it's hard for the body to process all those proteins but they have to have protein Chicken breast, and I'm going to name one other protein after this, are really great options. The one thing is to avoid canned and packaged chicken breast because those can contain sodium and other preservatives. So if you're watching your sodium, um, just read those labels. You know, Shelly knows we talk a lot about a lot about labels. Read your labels and see how much sodium is in whatever you're, if you're eating a packaged meal. But try to go with the fresh, skinless um, chicken breasts. Sometimes the frozen ones, they can add a preservative into those too. So you just have to look at the packaging. That's if you're really watching your sodium. Another one, cranberries is another great option. Um, it guards against urinary tract infections. It kills the E. coli in the gut. This keeps them from sticking to the lining of the um, urinary tracts in the bladder. So cranberries, cranberry juice with low fresh cranberry juice. Sometimes Ocean Farm has a lot of sugar in it. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Now the, the cranberry, the, the light option though, is that a good option? Yeah, as long as like, you look at that sugar and you know you keep that sugar content low, that's what you just have to watch is that sugar. If you can find an organic natural, they definitely don't have all the sweetness, but they have more of the healthier um, benefits. I love to take like fresh cranberries and add a little sweetener into them and a little honey and um, like have that with like a chicken breast. It's like a nice sweet side. Like if you like, like if you do cranberry sauce with your Thanksgiving, you know, you have that sweet and that savory, like I, no one else in my house will eat it. So I get all of it. 
<laughs> but I love to eat that with like, if I'm having something savory and I want that extra sweet and then I get those cranberries. Um, and then my, one of my other favorite protein, salmon, salmon is fabulous. I mean, I can eat chicken and salmon every day personally, but, or shrimp, but that's not on this list. So we're not going to say that, but salmon, <laughs> salmon is <laughs> great in reducing inflammation. Um, so that's another one of you, your whole body. That's what we talk about, Andy, like the whole body and health and fitness. Reducing that inflammation is really the, the key because the inflammation is what causes the disease processes. So if we can eat foods that are low in inflammation, that have low, you know, that have anti-inflammatory um, characteristics, then we can decrease that inflammation throughout our bodies, which is going to decrease disease throughout. I have a whole list, but um, I'll stop right there. And what I what I love about this is here's where I think a lot of times we get we're so locked in about how we have prepared food or it's been prepared in our families for generations, and none of what you said and the the foods that you talked about these all these don't change the taste. They don't make anything taste worse. It, it adds more flavor. In my opinion, but it's like mm-hmm. you got to make that shift. Right. And I think it's that's so hard for a lot of people. You know? Yeah, it definitely is. And that's what I found in nutrition that I think I'm more surprised by is that people don't think about outside of how you can like peppers, colored peppers, fabulous anti-inflammatory. Add that with your chicken breast saute with the garlic. Right. You know, I mean, have a side of um, pineapple, great anti-inflammatory, have that for your dessert. What I do is I take pineapple, I make my own, own sorbet at home. You can put it in the blender, you can add a little honey in there, just, just a little bit of honey, or you can add a banana in there because it makes it more of a creamier. And just put that in a really high, your high quality blender and blend that up. And that's what I have for dessert at night. I'll, or I'll do that. I'll make a ice cream. I take frozen bananas and some cocoa powder <laughs> and um, I put some protein powder in sometimes. And it's like chocolate, chocolate ice cream, chocolate milkshake, but it's all healthy. Like there's no, so, you know, it's the ways that you can sneak those things in that you're not even thinking like, oh, like I'm having anti-inflammatory pineapple. When they're all having, <laughs> I'm having a homemade sorbet. You know? It's always how you think about it. It's a mindset. We have to move away from this idea that we're denying ourselves something mm-hmm. because we're we're moving to something that's a healthier option. Because really, we're not, you know. But this is preserving our health. This is helping us in the long term, and that's that's where I get I get frustrated because so much of it is prevented by just diet and, and you know mm-hmm. moving just even if it's a you know a walk it's it doesn't have to be yeah. where people are overexerting themselves but just like we there's so many of us dying unnecessarily because mm-hmm. all of this can be prevented and so that's yes. why it's so important to have you both on here today to talk about this and you know dialysis and transplant like that's those are what you want to avoid and this is the way to do that Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what I, I was thinking about. Like, there's that saying, "Apple a day keeps the doctor away." Well, apples have great qualities, and that saying was made up, you know, in 
we all think of it as like, oh, the apples make you dog way, but it actually is true. Like when you incorporate things like that into your diet and just like you said, moving, like it's so simple. I think I share this um, in my community where I teach like health and wellness in the sweet life of Stephanie J. I talk about ways to enhance your, to create your, curate your sweetest life, a life you love that you're, you're happy, you're healthy. Um, and just talks about ways you can exercise. There's free exercise. If you do, you have a whole you have a whole arsenal of fitness instructors if you have youtube all you have to do is pull up youtube and that i don't belong i belong to a gym because we lift weights but i do all my workouts with youtube in the morning get up turn on the youtube search i want a 15 minute workout hit workout 15 minute hit workout a list comes up um you can go out and walk you know outside you can walk in your family room you don't even have to leave the house just walk in place um there's walking workout videos on youtube so so, you know, there's so many ways you can just move your body. And I always tell people 15 to 20 minutes is really sufficient, but just make sure that your body's doing something that it doesn't do every day. So if you're walking in the, the, the way that you walk every day, you might have to increase that a couple more steps or do a couple different moves, but 15 to 20 minutes um, will make a world of difference in your health. I could be, you know, parking further away from if you're going to the grocery store, if you're that's something I've tried to be intentional about here lately is like, okay, I'm not going to park closest spot wherever I'm going. I'm going to park far and I'm going to walk and it's fine. Like it's just something little that I can add in to what I'm doing. You know, and it's those changes that are going to get us where we need to be. Yeah, for sure. So, so is there anything that you would like to add as we begin to wind down? that we haven't covered? You know, I think we've covered so much and and I, I love, this is, like I said, the, now Stephanie and I are new BFFs. Uh, we're we're going to uh, be together again on Saturday. And I learn so much every time I listen to her. So I, you know, again, I, I guess I just want to reiterate just raising that awareness. And like we've heard, just small changes. It doesn't have to be anything drastic, but just that education, like, okay, wow. Yeah. I didn't think about pineapple and a banana and making it like a smoothie, but that's good for you. That's the anti-inflammatory. And that is what will help kind of control that disease within your body. And it, like you said, Andy too, I mean, it's just really about awareness because so much of what happens to us is, is preventable. And just getting that knowledge out there, just sharing what we've learned with other people, share it with your family, share it with, you know, whoever will listen. But a lot of it is, is just that lack of information that sometimes misses our community. And, you know, like you started out with, yes, sometimes we do have a mistrust of, you know, the medical systems and things like that. So we don't get some of the information that we really need to have, but we can share it with each other um, and start to educate each other. And, you know, if, if all of us could reach at least one person with, with this information, it would just start to, to fan out. So we just want to continue this work um, and continue to reach people and ask for people to help us do that and to take advantage of the resources that we offer and yeah, just help us reach people. Okay. Okay. If people want more information, where could they go? Is there a website or is there any resource that you might recommend? 
We do on our links website. It's Cincinnati links dot org <laughs> and we have a whole section on our black care initiative that's got resources um, on our social media outlets and things like that uh, people can you know facebook twitter instagram can look at our social media sites uh also and i'm double checking our so i don't give you the wrong um <laughs> website address but all of those social media outlet sites that we have uh, has information about what we're doing. The uh, it's CincinnatiLinks.org. Yep, I was right. CincinnatiLinks.org. So yes, CincinnatiLinks.org, and there is a, a specific area with the Black Care okay. uh, Initiative that will give connect people with resources, all kinds of things. But again, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that to get more information about the events that we that we host relative to this and our other events. Um, but our events uh, for Black Care, the things that we've done, the resources that we have. So yes. Wonderful. Thank you. And Stephanie, if people want to learn more about the sweet life of Stephanie J, how do they find that out? So you can go to Your Sweetest Life with Stephanie J on all platforms. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty much on all platforms, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And then you can also go to my website with yoursweetestlife.com. And then mostly on all those, especially on Instagram, that's probably where you'll find me mostly. I share a lot of how we prepare meals in our house. I also kind of share like some of my life and things. Um, and we just opened a online home and lifestyle store. It's like a whole new segment of our lives here that we're um but we really want to like share creating your life so we just started our new candle line so uh, we just love to provide things that ends up all clean soy at wax cotton wig burning so we we try to promote healthier natural products along with like just lifestyle so in the sweet like your sweetest life with stephanie j i share all those um, tips in our monthly newsletter on healthy foods. And then I, spell, I share some fun things too that aren't just healthy things because you can have your other things too, just less frequently than the healthy things. But I like to share fun um, recipes that I try also. So yes, hang out there with me. And I'm excited for what Lynx is doing. Like the more I'm hearing Shelly talk about it, I might have to like um, hit her up for a health fair that I'm having coming up. So Shelly, I'll be emailing you a little bit. Good, good. That's what this is all about. We are now joined at the hip, so I know we'll be talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got me too excited now. <laughs> so I want to thank you both again uh, for being with, with us today and just all of this just a plethora of wonderful, really important information. And I also want to dedicate this episode in memory of Kaisha Wilder. This work is, I feel like she's, she's, she's behind this work. Her spirit, you know, is fueling this work. And she was just a, such a tremendous person, mom, wife, friend, daughter. So I want to just dedicate that to her memory. And also I want to just dedicate the episode in celebration of Karen as well as Donna Jones Baker. Um, Karen just received the kidney transplant, which we are so grateful for. And Donna Jones Baker received the gift of a kidney and heart transplant a few years ago. And so 
they are a part of your organization, Shelly. So I just, you know, want to acknowledge them. And they've been tremendous advocates and have been very courageous in sharing their personal journeys, their health journeys uh, with transplant and, and this. And so uh, I just want to celebrate them as well. So thank you for um, that. Yeah, thank you. And they and they are, you know, definitely all through your links. And and Donna is in our chapter and, and Taisha was as well. So yeah, so you can see why this is so very near and dear. And and Karen, I know her as well. And um yes, Karen is uh, a wonderful chapter, a wonderful member of the Links Incorporated. So you can see that this is something really, really near and dear to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's very, very near and dear to me as well. So I just thank you both for being such tremendous, such great champions. I really, I really do appreciate your passion for this. So as we close the show today, I want to remind everyone that 106,263 people are waiting for life-saving organ transplants. 90,143 of those people need kidney transplants kidney transplants. Your decision to be a donor, you taking the step to learn about preventative health, talking with people who've been through this journey, um, just, just taking the step to learn more, that can help someone else. And so I encourage you to have more conversation. I encourage you to understand what it means to register to be a donor, because that really can mean life for a person who is dying. And these people are, they're women, they're men, they're children in our communities, they're our neighbors, they're people that we live and worship and, and work with. Um, and they're also complete strangers who just need help. So please visit lifepassiton.org to get informed, to be empowered, and to learn the powerful truths about donation. I wanna thank everyone for listening. I wanna thank my guests again today. And I just want to remind everyone to please be kind to yourself and to others. Thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by Life Center. You have the potential to help save and enhance the lives of others, those who suffer from chronic illness or the effects of traumatic events. Statistics have shown that a new name is added to the national waiting list every 10 minutes. You have the opportunity to help others and save lives. You have the power to donate life. By designating your decision to become a donor, you have the opportunity to change the lives of many and save up to eight lives. Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana say yes to donation by registering to become an organ, eye, or tissue donor today. Go to lifepassiton.org for more information. Thanks to Life Center for their continued support. Thank you for listening to This Thing Called Life. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcast to make sure you get updates on all new episodes. And we would truly appreciate it if you would share, like, or give us a review to help us grow.